All right. Ready then? Yeah, I think so. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bare Naked Ladies Are Us. It has been uh, like most of the time we a record minute. a minute or two. I when I when I was having my coworker work on the um, podcast art for the for the pod. Yeah. Um, I said, "Hey, my, my buddy and I are doing a podcast, and we're fin- you know we're gonna re- release it soon." She goes, "Oh, I've had a couple other buddies uh, that I know like start a podcast during the quarantine." And I was like, "No, we started this about a year ago. That's not quite the situation <laughs> yeah. here. We've had it locked and stocked, just haven't done anything with it. So, We've in fact, gone the other way. We haven't done anything <laughs> since the lockdown. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's been three or four months, which is it's July right now, and even though we're releasing these, this won't be out." For a few months yeah uh, so it's the uh, end of july right now yeah it is now end of july and we just dropped our first episode <laughs> uh, cut which we recorded nearly a year ago i think it was, was it september i think so i think it was september of last so some year, of yeah. our references may be a bit dated but uh, by the time you get literally this warning, all of the episodes because we so, just dropped the first one so it, this will be coming out in months from now and if so. you made it to the seventh episode you're only now getting the warning that the references might be dated yeah so <laughs> thanks for sticking through it um if you did if you didn't i mean then you don't hear this that's fine um this is jd i'm nick there we go perfect nailed yeah. it we're doing it so um how have you been <laughs> i've been pretty good how are you doing good busy i mean weirdly busy you know as far as the lockdown goes yeah um yeah, I mean, it's like we said. Every, we were, we last recorded, I think, in February, right before right before the, the lockdown actual lockdown came. started, and then it's just been. You've been in Detroit. Uh, yeah. We've been here in Holland, and just hasn't it just hasn't happened. Hasn't worked out, and we didn't want to try and. We really didn't want to decrease the quality by being away guys, from each other, by right? Trying to record. Yeah, this this sort of rapport, this sort of banter, only happens in person. Yeah, you can't do it. No news on the bare naked ladies front outside of what we're going to talk about today. Basically, in our last episode, we recorded everything to everyone. We yeah. had just bought tickets to go see them in July. Right. Uh, I had to cut those references out of the episode because the tour got postponed to 2021. Yeah. Um, That's probably the only news. Um, yeah. So the, the last I'd heard about the album was the 29th of May. And th- what's interesting is we've heard nothing about it. And again, that 29th of May was sort of tentative. Like it wasn't And by the official. last you hear about it, you mean that was the originally like rumored release date? That was the rumored release the date, last yes. They've spoken about no, it. No, because they, they haven't they spoken haven't at spoken all anything. about it. Because yeah. there's a lot of bands that uh, I've been following this year that you know have postponed releases or have um or, or just yeah pushed back the the announcement but they've right. all eventually done it so right. I, i'm you know, thinking of bright eyes fratelli's um dawes have done that you know a bunch of these bands like bright eyes announced their comeback in january and eventually they announced the album's coming out in august and or the killers were supposed to come out in may now they're coming out in august right with bnl there's been no news and i almost start to feel like they are pushing it back to 2021 to coincide with the tour right and hopefully by the time the epi- this episode is coming we'll out, have had some we'll have had something. some news yeah but it does feel like it has to be something like that because you'd think yeah even a, a, i mean a, a, yeah, a single you, you, you can't know right but you would think that when the rumored may 29th mm-hmm. we were hearing about that in march april yeah yeah. And that's not that long. And the tour was coming right then. So you would think it would mostly be done. Well, that I think that was the thing was that the tour was going to start within that same week or two. Right. And that is normally a pretty standard move, right? You release the album yeah. either the week or two of the beginning of the tour or right before. 
um, and it seems like something they would have done. And if they were still going to release it, even in the next four, three or four months, you'd think you would have heard something by now. Uh, right. Again, an announcement, a single, uh, right. something like that. Maybe so. they're wrapping up some editing type stuff, but you'd, you'd have to yeah. assume that most of the album is finished. Yeah. So when they when they when Canada sort of pulled back a little bit on the lockdown, they did put out a picture on social media that was like, we're back, you know, BNL's happy to be back in the studio. And it was the four of them in the studio. So it's like, okay, maybe they are still finishing some mixes or they wrote a new song or two that they wanted to add to it, something like that. So, um, and I think that's exactly what the killers did was they had some, when they, when everything started happening, they ended up taking more time to like finish some mixes and they, you know, they're like, Hey, we don't really have to meet this anymore. Um, for whatever reason, yeah. so let's we'll have uh, some time to put let's some more master it. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's what happens. I would love to get a new one. Obviously, we all would. We'd love to get a new one soon. Right. Um, but but this episode being the first of Blam, Bare Naked right. Ladies are me. Right. Maybe they'll just do the same thing and they'll, they'll put just, out another two well, <laughs> re- closely followed records and be like thirty songs. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Probably I, not. <laughs> I, you know, no. It's it's also more like this. The, this whole thing, you know, like you said, we're doing Blam. We're starting with Bare Naked Ladies Are Me. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the album, and then we've got some something very different happening this yeah. episode for the first time. We're not going to talk about that yet. So, okay. This is a secret. Yeah, so we're, we're doing... another five minutes. So. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So, yeah, we're talking Bare Naked Ladies Are Me and Bare Naked Ladies Are Men, the duo album where yeah. this podcast episode or podcast title comes from which will be two episodes still yes we're not doing one mega one because we're not going to go like three hours we've, i've that. had some family uh and, and co-workers who you know we did, talked about hey the pod's out and some people go that's an hour 15 like is are they all that long and i was like well yeah but that's not weird for podcasts yeah. that's just weird if you've never <laughs> listened to i'm like an hour 10 hour 15 is not that weird but we don't want to do a huge two and a half hour episode for no. for a bunch of reasons so we're going to do brinicolas are me and then we're going to do Beer Naked Ladies Are Men yes. in the next episode. Now, one thing I want to read quick. Um, From I, the Vice interview? Yes, the Vice interview, which I believe we have referenced before, but like less specifically. So when, when um, I think it was when Silverball came out, Ed did an interview with Vice where he basically ranked their, al- their right. albums by his favorite. Um, and obviously, you know, you can have your own opinion on like your favorites or least favorites, like in terms of the music. But it was interesting to read some of this and see what was going on behind the scenes with the band. Right. Like, and no, see how Ed feels about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, Just oh, own personal sh- opinion. Right. And to know that like for maybe you should drive, for example, he was in like a super dark spot and like that was, he's like, I don't like listening back. Like you can't, I couldn't tell that listening to it, but so maybe before you go into the vice interview, because yes. I know where that's heading. Yes. We'll say this, this blam, this dual album set is kind of weird. It was pretty close back to back. One was, it's kind of confusing, to yeah. be honest, so, because I mean, the first one was 2006, <laughs> right? And when you look at, like, when you buy the CD for men, it says 2007. Right. But there was a bunch of different releases with a bunch of different yeah, they would like and release... mixes of all the songs. And, yes, exactly. So they, they, I think, you know, they just basically did a lot of recording over 05 and 06, and you know they were they were uh, premiering some of them on some tours. You know, playing some here and there, and then just decided let's go in and record as many bass tracks as we can. Yep. With and they ended up with twenty nine, which is a lot. Um, and then yeah, like you said, they they yeah, there's when, five different physical disc combinations, and, they, and there's like weird the extra tracks on each. And one. then there's four digital versions. That's so weird. Like that's that's kind of 
showcases 2006 2007 yeah. like internet music streaming you know because there was there was like e-music i think it talked about it, and i'm like i don't know what the hell e-music is but then there was like itunes was still big napster was right. probably i might be dating that a little too late but like it was just such a weird frontier of like who's gonna really dominate e-music yeah. and this is when like itunes exclusives were becoming yeah thing, oh there were i remember those man that was yeah. weird yeah like get this now B-side there's kind only. Of spotify there's like Spotify iTunes sessions, yeah, and Spotify sessions. Target somehow gets some. Yeah, they get they get some. Yeah, later yep, on, but, yep. Um, and like Taylor Swift and Coldplay, like it's yep. it's weird. The the like the National even had a a uh, Target exclusive vinyl, and I was like, how yeah. does that happen? That's just so that's strange to me. Like, but. is that really like <laughs> what's gonna sell the yeah. most for you guys? I, I, I often go to Target to buy National records. Yeah. You know, that's where I that's where I do my record shopping. For uh, yeah. weird indie bands. So now it feels like me and men are the primary like ways that you get it, and it's yes. in two different CDs. Well, I think that's how they are. They are just talked about amongst the band, amongst. Right. Uh, I mean, like when we got into these albums, that's how it was. It was me yeah. and men, and I didn't learn about all this other mixed stuff. Until right. Later. Right. And I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I think it's just a, t- a sign of the times is right. what it was. They were trying to get on every market or get in every stream, get in every market and try to get right. something With special Starbucks exclusive. Pre-release yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, exactly. Yeah. So they, so I find the, the, like one of the digital things kind of cool. They did bare naked ladies are USB and then they <laughs> sold a USB at the, sto- at the shows <laughs> and then it had all 29 plus some bonus stuff. That would have been nice. Just That's to get kind out of the way just like a that. cool little yeah. gimmick there. Yeah. And play on the name with, Everything I feel else, like they did that. I think we've talked about this. They do that a lot with like live shows where they would like um, send out uh, uh, versions. Like on, I think there was one in particular you could buy like a couple of live shows on USB um, yeah. for whatever show that was that before or something like that. But yeah, they they tried everything, and I think and I honestly I think they still do. Like you know, yeah. even with when they when they postponed the Last Summer on Earth tour. They came out with a bunch of Last Summer on Earth tour merch. Last tour, Summer on Earth tour number seven. Or yeah, eight. right. Yeah, since 2012 or whenever they started that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like they, the, the back of the shirt when they normally have the tour was like July 6th, Kevin's bedroom. And, you know, July 7th, Jim's farm. So like, but it, they put out a lot of merch all the time. Yeah. And uh, like every, you know, annually. Um, and it's whatever. Again, I, I've said this before. I feel like the band make a lot of like commercial first decisions. Which again, I don't fault them. That's their job. They're a band. But like you know, postponing the album until it's the like the perfect time to mar- to release it to the market. And well, let's still put out merch. All Assuming the time. that is what they're doing. Assuming that's what they're doing. Um, but even you know, we talked. I think on. I think we cut it from the everything to everyone episode. But when we bought the tickets, they like kind of fine print made yeah. you sign up for that fan club thing. Right. So it's just that kind of stuff where I go, okay, guys. Like I don't, you know. Even yeah. Steve did that when I went and saw. Like Steve. even if it's standard in the industry, it's still frustrating every time because well, and, like. It's and I almost feel like it's an old it's, guard. It doesn't sort of really thing. add anything. No, to it's just kind of stingy. It's just, yeah. but I, but you know, I I almost think it's not. I think it maybe used to be standard, but I don't feel like it is as much anymore. I mean, like when I went and saw Steve in Traverse City, he was selling CDs for twenty bucks a piece, and I was like, I don't know any other show that I've been to recently where the actual CDs were selling for twenty dollars. Yeah. Those are ten to fifteen max, probably fifteen most of the time. So and then you know we've yeah, talked I about like the meet a and deluxe greet stuff. Tenth edition, tenth anniversary, ten edition. year anniversary edition with like uh, of stunt. re-recorded um, 
the album was re-recorded like acoustic and mm-hmm. different what uh, for what band everything for radical face oh okay for like 40 bucks yeah a super so a cd for uh, like a normal, normal cd special edition yeah. cd for half that is a bit yeah like, well and, and for me it's a thing of like double, you know but we're both physical like like yeah. having physical copies but it's like and go online I and get that for nine dollars though. Like I don't want to yeah. spend. There's there's a point where it's like I'm not going to spend twenty dollars on a CD, and or thirty on the vinyl, and right. and where I can get it on iTunes for ten, or you know even on their website for ten digitally. So I don't know. I always kind of feel like that. They always seem to make like what I see as commercial decisions. Um, but again, that's their prerogative. It's their job. So I can't really blame them too much. But right. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about Bare Naked Ladies Army. Yeah. And like we had talked about in the we had mentioned the Vice article yeah. and now it, you understand it's all a big mess. So it's all a big mess, so we're just <laughs> doing it as two albums. And what's funny though is like this was what, twenty fifteen, I think, when this interview happened, twenty fourteen yeah. maybe. And they even kind of talk about that. So to read Ed's uh, quote, they said they they said, These records are two sides of the same coin. Do you see them as separate or part of the process? And Ed says, I'm probably gonna paraphrase, but I look at them as yeah. one giant process because that's how we recorded them. Um, this is a case of there is so much great music amongst the myriad songs on this record, but editing is your friend. I think the release of two records that looked similar and had a similar title were a great artistic idea, but it confused everybody and still confuses <laughs> me, let alone the casual listener or someone at the record p- company and management. It was a good idea that in practice just didn't work because it really just served to muddy the waters, but man, there are some great songs on those recordings. Um, so then they asked if you had the chance to do it again as one album, uh, would you? And he goes, absolutely. Uh, probably would have taken off the best songs off of each record and made it into one. I think we were feeling a little bit at the time like, who gives a shit? We don't have to fit into this mold of 12 songs on a record. Yeah. First of all, they've never done 12 <laughs> songs. They've always done 14 to 30 on an album. So don't give me that bullshit. Okay, well, 30 is just... <laughs> Hyperbole? Just for this thing that he is speaking about. So, <laughs> but, but it still counts. Um, so we just threw all that in the door and said, let's make a ton of recordings. When we started to do it, we were thinking, let's put out four songs. So this, they kind of just talk about this idea of, like, and, and a lot of, who, who, well, and also, to be a record. We'll just keep, let's do four songs here and two songs there. And I know a lot of bands do that. And I struggle with that because I it also doesn't seem like that's how it came out. It, from right. Exactly. Read. That's what they might have been thinking, but then they essentially ended up just doing two albums. But when bands do that, I always get frustrated because I, it's harder to just keep track of where it's yeah. like, you know, okay, is this part of this? And then sometimes they will compile it all and put it at an album at the end. Right. It's like, well, I just bought all of this over the past six months. Now you're making an album out of it. So yeah. Or um, how do you group it? If you don't want it, like when you get the physical CD yeah. or the actual album and it has like a third of the songs that they've right. released. Right. And then you're like, all right, well now I have all these duplicates and how do I organize it? And oh yeah. It's an iTunes nightmare. Yeah. It's an absolute, yeah. I, I'm the same way. If where you I care go, about that stuff, it is. Horrible. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I mean, it's even like, um, when you buy like singles for an album, like even the bright eyes when they've been releasing them as singles, you know? So it's like, I've got four different mm-hmm. bright eyes singles and I'm like, it just takes up four squares on iTunes. Again, yeah. this is super first world problem, but oh, you yeah. know, but it's still, but it's still a problem. But so still bugs the hell out of me. <laughs> at the end of, at the end of talking about, um, uh, by the way, and they, they, he rated blam as their ninth best yeah. out of, I think out of 10 out that of, he ranked. No, I think they did. A l- no, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, the 10 that they yeah. ranked. Um, but And the, at the end of his little section, he says, um, uh, it was only with hindsight we saw how confusing it was, but here we are a decade later. And we, oh, well, there's two things. So <laughs> I think we may have mentioned this before, but yeah, yeah. he talks about how like it's great that they have all the songs oh my to gosh. choose from what a dick. to play yeah. live. But <laughs> they, 
they just really they don't, don't have play all these that songs much live, right? Yeah, especially like if you look at Setlist FM, mm-hmm. this like me is tenth, um, pretty really? close to his ranking on uh-huh. like how much they've played live which uh-huh. with just shy of eight hundred. Jeez, and then men. Mm-hmm. Is all the way down at 16 Jeez. with only 166 plays for total total live from, from the, the album. Whole album. That's that is actually which crazy is to me. Bonkers. To yeah, me yeah. Because it's 10 years old at this point. Yeah, nearly. and they haven't right. Or, no, well, and that's no, no, no. <laughs> it's 13. Like 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 13, 14 years. Yeah, that's great. But they don't play it. Yeah, they don't play anything from it. Yeah. So yeah, there's two could, things there. That's that's a bit annoying, but but the other one was that he makes the point of saying, you know, I think there were I I don't, I don't need to find the actual lines, but he was basically like. I think there we oh yeah it should have been one great record instead it was two confusing really good records yeah. so what we're gonna do is take it amongst ourselves takes take it upon ourselves to do Ed's job for him <laughs> of what he just listen said, Ed is you, we're you couldn't come up with the best you guys time. couldn't do it yourselves so, <laughs> so we're gonna do it yeah. for you as the new experts <laughs> the most recent of the three bare naked ladies right, podcasts yeah. available <laughs> we now find ourselves the foremost experts and we are going to come um, up with the new creating one. albums for you guys yeah yeah, yeah it was funny because there are two other bare naked ladies pods out there and they're awesome by the way we've yeah. listened to both of them and they're both even the the, the, the people who are doing them are really friendly and we've already yeah, so shout out to both of you guys yeah um whatever or your podcast are called there's, I don't know. Two, yeah. <laughs> there's like six of them because i think one's yeah. four and one's the other two guys yeah. who reminded me a lot of us by the way in the in good ways like just two dudes doing a podcast on bare naked ladies um yeah. but i told jeanette my my, my wife I don't know if I've ever called her that before, but she's my wife. I told her there's two my other ones, and wife. she goes, she's like, there feels like there should be more. And like, I think she meant it kind of jokingly, but I'm like, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think she meant, I, not that there should be more, she expected there to be more. But there are only three. I'm like, there's not even, there's four members of the band. There's not even a podcast yeah. per member of the band. So if anything, they're still short Bare Naked Ladies podcasts. Maybe pretty soon Whoops. some new upstarts will be like, yeah, there's three <laughs> this is other finally bi- time Bare Naked to do Ladies it, yeah. podcasts out there, and we'll be amongst <laughs> those three. So the only other thing I wanted to say about the album before we um, uh, do a couple quick things and then talk about the tracks is this was another uh, uh, example of them keeping the writing within the band. So it's yeah. only the four of them that were writing. Um, apparently, you know, out of the full 29, it's the most Kevin had ever um, contributed in terms right. of songs. Uh, and Jim had one that was his Peterborough and the Kawarthas, which we'll talk about today, I think, right? Yep. Is that on this one? Um, sure is. Uh, they, um, I don't know what I was going to fucking say. It's been two years. It was like a two-year-old project he was working yeah. on. So, um, okay. So before we get yes. into it, I, we are going to do the best ofs, like we said. We're each going to create our own track mm-hmm. listing. And, but that is not going to come. Well, that's not going to be today. At the end of next episode, yes. after we've gone through all the songs, but we mm-hmm. wanted to say it up front and mm-hmm. just show you or explain to you based off of what Ed said, what we're why do. we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've even talked about in, in a previous podcast. I think it was everything to everyone just last episode. How I don't normally like. I don't, you know, when we when we listened to Scott and Scott do it, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think that's fair. And then I was doing it myself. And then you proceeded to just resequence the greatest album. Oh, is that what it is? The greatest album. <laughs> All right, so I would like you to shout, please. Shout? No. Let it all out. This is how I'm going to talk. Shout. These are the things we can live without. (laughs) 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 So before we dive into the tracks, we've done we're doing something we haven't done before. We have a guest. (laughs) Yes, special episode. A special (laughs) guest appearance by. She's been talked about. She's she been previously called, mentioned. Previously mentioned live. And known as Jeanette. 
Um, my wife, Jeanette, is on this, this episode. Hi, Jeanette. Hi. How are you? Welcome. Good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, you were You're on the couch welcome. and you yeah. were listening. So, <laughs> so um, couple of, so we've talked about Jeanette before as kind of notoriously not really liking bare naked ladies all that much. Would that be fair to say? That would be fair. Okay. So the reason why we thought this would be fun on this particular episode is one, it's still bare naked ladies, so you don't have to like, you know, there's al- you're already coming into it negatively. Mm-hmm. But I also did think that these two ep- albums would be the most likely for you to like a song on one of them because they are the most. So I'd we're say, only going for one song. I want. I, I want. Like. <laughs> for me, it's a thing of like. I, I, it's not even that I want you to concede that, like, the album is good. It's, like, there's a song. Like, I want you to just go, that song is good. Like, objectively. Mm-hmm. I don't have any in particular. It feels like a low bar, and if we don't hit it, <laughs> it I'm going to be low pretty, bar. pretty disappointed. <laughs> I, I will say I went in with low expectations. And how did you come out of it? So, that, so, so there's two things I want to talk about before we dive into the tracks. One, your history, your with, history the with the band. And two, our, our all overall thoughts on the album. So let's start with that. Overall, what what was your experience listening to this album? I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. All right. We'll take it. Um, we'll definitely take yeah. it. Yeah. Um, any deeper thoughts on the album as a whole? Like, I I took meticulous notes on Did each you song. really? Yeah. Do you have them uh, on your phone? Yeah. I, yeah See, I this is them. the... We, we had talked about... We had originally wanted her on for, like, fake nudes or something, because there's a couple songs... Um, or Silverball. We talked about one of the later albums, and we also talked about doing... A live episode. We're potentially thinking about doing a live episode. Yes, when they come out live. That might be a good right. one to have you on as but, well because but, you've seen them and you're yeah. going to the show next year with, with the us for we go mentioned postponed <laughs> postponed show. To, yeah last summer tour. Um, but we thought well you know we're gonna we're doing it at our house so it'd be fun to, to do to have you do it. But I had said like here's what I, here's what I'll do. This was like two days ago. Go to work like listen to the music a little bit if you have time and just let us know what you think. And so then like. Within like an hour or two, you had texted me and you were like, I've listened to the whole album. And then yeah. what? It was a slow day. <laughs> <laughs> and so then Nick was texting me and he was like, what, any thoughts? And I'm like, she's already listened to the album. And then he was like, you should ask her if she, sh- if she's, if, ask her to like pick a favorite and least favorite. So I texted you that and you're like, I already have it picked out. And I'm, so you're, you're Sweet. very professional when you come into these things. You I like really to be take prepared. It. Yeah. I appreciate And so you've got notes on the songs. Mm-hmm. This is my first time taking notes on the songs. I'm on my seventh <laughs> wow. episode. So, um, so uh, let's before we do the history, Nick. Let's let's talk from your angle. What do you think about um, the albums as a whole? Blam and me and men and this particular one, me. Yeah, I'll focus on me. Um, I don't have the the quotes pulled up when we first listened mm-hmm. to it because um, we were we were preparing to record this a while before ago, yeah. lockdown. Yeah, and it was we were trying to figure out pretty quickly when it would happen, and then lockdown happened, and it got pushed months and months and months. Right. So way back then, we were talking our initial thoughts, and mm-hmm. we're like planning out our we're going to do this best of thing mm-hmm. and talking, well, there's pretty clearly five to six songs that fit in that best of yeah, that stand out so much more than the rest of them. Yeah. And I was 100% in agreement with you. Mm-hmm. And this week, as I've listened to it more and more, uh-huh. I've, I've listened to it just a ton this week because I... Get, get lost in yeah. work and distracted. And I'm like, oh, I have to go back. Right. And the more I've listened to it, the more it's grown on me. And really? I feel like I have, I don't know if there's a single song on the next two that I'm like, I, I don't like this. Interesting. It, I can like see some get lost and like don't stand out before, as the others, but before I Before really we started preparing for this, did you have one of the two that you liked more? 
like me or men? Uh, I don't think I did. Okay. See, I feel like I don't. I, had... I didn't see him as like one distinct project. No, like no, Ed I never does did. because I never came into it at release. Mm-hmm. But it is easy to confuse them, and I don't think I had one that stood out to me more than the other. Okay. Yeah. So I, I for some whatever reason I had men. Like that was the first one that I had out of these two. And knew that one really well. And then was confused when I was like... I think I heard... Um, I was watching their live... Because when they did these albums, they did a live at DT, or live at Pine Knob yep. DVD. Um, which is where we always normally see them in Michigan. Is at DT Energy Theater in Clarkson. The Talk to the Hand. The Talk to the Hand. Yeah, exactly. And they played Bank Job. And I was like, I don't know that one. And then realized there was a whole other album. Um, so I've always kind of generally liked Men more because I knew it a lot better. Okay. Um, but that was like up until a couple of years ago. I had the opposite experience of you preparing for this again, where oh, no. <laughs> the more I was listening to the albums, the more I was going, the, the ones that are great, the, the, you know, the, the standouts still stand out like oh, yeah. without, without a shadow. The other ones, I was like, these all are kind of fine. You know, like some of them are fine. Some of them are below that. But like, I wasn't, when I was looking at my, what? It just delights me to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I have very high standards. Damn it. For this <laughs> Well, you know, I was reading, uh, you know, some reviews from when this came out and people were, again, some people were going, it's their first really mature album. It's like, that's not true. But then when you, when yeah. you look at the, um, Disagree. the funny songs on these Down albums, <laughs> and you know, we've, they're known for being a pretty silly band. I don't know if you've had that experience with Bernie. Yeah, I don't ladies. know if we've mentioned that That yet. has been my entire experience. Is that they're a silly ladies. band? <laughs> it's just another postcard. You're, you, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Another postcard and like the, the children's album. <sighs> when she when she was listening to Gordon, I just got a text, the Gordon review podcast that we did. And she yeah. texted me and she just goes, do you think the song's called Brian Wilson? Because that's who they'd rather be listening to. <laughs> like, that's both mean and also a good burn. And then I heard yeah. that you had many more that you didn't want to text me because you didn't want to be mean. <laughs> That's yeah. the kind of energy we needed to, <laughs> to really pull us back down. <laughs> but so no, I think down there's to a, earth, if you will. Oh, shut up! <laughs> shut up! I feel like this. I feel like there are songs on this album that when you when you hear the backstory of we had all these songs and our idea was just release all of them. I feel like you can hear that. I feel like there are some songs where it's like this is not this normally wouldn't have even really been a B side, but they did it, yeah. so they put it out there. And I I do think it ultimately. It they it suffers be, because of that a little bit because I think you start to do the whole butterfly effect thing like what if they had just put out one really great album yeah how would that have affected sales the tours how you know would that have affected them staying together you know and maybe not you know um, so before we, we we jump into the tracks give us a little history on your experience with bare naked ladies pre I mean, if there's any experience pre the two of us starting to date or if it's you know give us some history here. I'm going to assume I had heard one week before I met you. Sure. Okay. And then everything else was <laughs> was introduced by you. Was it kind of like just, because I, I really don't remember, was it sort of, because I like music generally, and so and I also mm-hmm. unfortunately like to have control of the radio, so <laughs> a lot, my music is generally what's playing, and, and I'm sorry. Um, was it sort of mixed in with all the other bands and it just sort of sort of started to stick out as like, oh, I don't like when this music plays. Yeah, you play a lot of different music and mm-hmm. obviously I can identify what I do and don't like. Right. So I think it just kind of stuck out over time okay. as being the silly band. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. What, on the whole, where does your... I have two questions. One, where does your dislike of their music come from? What is it based in? 
It would be the ridiculousness. Okay. But I say that with the caveat that I know I listen to a lot of older music, Mm -hmm. some of which is also a little ridiculous. Sure. But there's also something about, and I'm sorry. No, this is why you're here. I don't know all the band members' names. Okay, that's fine. I know there's an Ed. We can help you with that. I I definitely know (laughs) Stephen Page for some reason. That's the one that sticks out? That's the one I always That's the only last name you got, though? Page? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so who do you think the other four members are? Well, the current four members. Um, there's an Ed. Yep. Maybe his last name is Robertson. Yeah, yeah. it okay. is. It, it would right. be. Okay. So one for four. I think I heard you say Kevin. Yep. Two. Yep. There are two more. Yeah. We've named three. You it can't have dead air on a podcast. Used to be a five right now it's a four. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, well, I'm going to start I'm saying so names, sorry. and you stop me when you think you've heard one of them. Okay. Oh boy. Jim. Chris. Kyle. Tyler. No. Cole. So I've already said both of the other members' names. (laughs) (laughs) And also, no one's mentioned Kevin yet either. No, she said Kevin. Did you? I remember Kevin. Yeah. So so what does Kevin do? Drums? Kevin does basically everything but drums. (laughs) He's he's in guitar mainly. Um, uh, Kevin Hearn. And some vocals. And some vocals. Yeah, and some vocals. And some writing. He's he's the passcode guy. Kevin's the passcode oh guy. Oh gosh, don't. <laughs> you know the passcode guy. Off with that. <laughs> um, Jim Cregan plays bass. Never heard Jim of him. Jim Cregan. And then Tyler or Ty is the drummer. Ty, Tyler Stewart. There's a Tyler in the band. There's a Tyler yeah. in the band. One. Only, as I have said previously, the best drummer of yeah, millennia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's made some really strong claims about Tyler's <laughs> drumming as the best drummer. I don't know if I said millennium or century. I think century. Either way, uh, yeah. it tracks. <laughs> he's short and bald, right? Yes, Okay. He wow. Is. <laughs> yes, he is short and bald. Okay, yes. I can picture it. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, oh. So then my other question is, do you... Because uh, we we have had times where I have been like, I'm going to, like, through just in the car, I'm going to find... Not the song. I'm going to find songs that I think you would like. Mm-hmm. And out, including that and outside of that, do you understand why we like the band as much as we do? Like, does it, do you, you know, like, do you get it? I can understand liking them at a certain point in someone's life. Oh, sure. No. And then maybe hanging on for nostalgic reasons. So I, I hear what you're saying, and I do, you know, one of the... Once the, again, the, the roll- downvote. <laughs> <laughs> the Rolling Stone review of this album when it came out, one of the lines was, you know, like, this is truly dad rock. And this is, and I was like, I can see what they're saying, but, and that's dead rock as a soapbox I don't need to get on. But mm-hmm. I have thought that with um, their later albums where I, most of their stuff post Steve, I really enjoy. There's one album in particular that I actually think is better than these ones. Um, but I do have that question of who is this for? You know, what, what audience are they trying to go for? Is this for just them and their fans? Because it's like, we can do whatever we want and be able to continue to release music or, you know, I always think of, like, did I say that out loud? Which I, I know, see, if you could have seen the, her face drop when I said that. I <sighs> love that song, but I definitely feel like it is a pop song written by guys in their late 40s trying to do something a little bit modern. But I'm just like, okay, so is that for other 40-something-year-olds? Are you, you know, like, who are you writing for? So I, I see where you're coming from with oh, that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You don't seem to agree. I don't. <laughs> well, I know what they say. Who are you writing for? Well, me, because I buy yeah. every album whenever it comes out. So I am obviously part I'm of the audience. I'm going to hit that pre-order button no matter what you put out. So, <laughs> All right. So should we should we jump in then? Yeah, we can start with we'll uh, track uh, number track. one, Adrift. Oh. 
a little hefty on the touch. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> We're going in. And my heart was counting on us. Your heart's got a heavy load. There's still a long way to go. Keep your eyes. All right. So what do you think? I like it. I I. It is. I've talked about this before, where I've listened to their songs, their albums, and when when I've prepared for their pot for the podcast, I've realized I like certain songs more than I thought I did. Yeah. And this is one of them where I always go, or when I've started listening to, it, I've gone, I actually really like this. I, I like the melodies. I like how it. Um, I think it's a nice mellow start to the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I like it. I don't think it's anything. One thing I've paid attention to a lot on these albums is their lyrics. Because they do ultimately get a little less silly as a whole with these couple of albums. Right. On the whole. They have a lot of their classic like intonations. The yes. The one twos and yes. the like, silly lines. But there's also a pretty classic. Like, is there much more of a B&L opener than the Onion Rings? The right, yeah. Guy? Yeah, and, and I, think the first that, line. <laughs> I think it works a lot when they do that kind of stuff. And that's one yeah. of the... Um, I think I, I even think of, um, of... Did I say that out loud? Where he goes, is it alcohol or alchemy? Yeah. And in cont- I, I really do like when he does that wordplay. So I do like the lyrics. Um, I think it's fine. It's not my favorite, but I do. I I think it's a good opener, and it is pleasant to listen to. Jeanette, I agree with pleasant. I actually really like this one. Really? Yeah. Uh, because it it gave off kind of a mellow '70s vibe. Well, th- and we, that's the qu- I, we should have talked about that. What you mentioned that you like a lot of older music. What are what is your favorite music? Because I think that is also important. Going like into this is like a bit of more context. Yeah, context and like <laughs> what you like in general. I would say I like oldies. Yes, not like the Eagles. Not the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles. I just want to make <laughs> no that very clear. No way, the Eagles. Uh huh. Um, anything fifties to seventies usually, and I can yeah. get into some classic rock. But these harmonies kind of reminded me of Simon and Garfunkel, so yeah. I really like this one. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Should we stop now? <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> negative to say. What about you, man? No, I love this song. I absolutely <laughs> love every, Kevin every and the Corns. Song I, was say. <laughs> I won't lead off with love every time, okay. but this song is fantastic. I think Kevin in the chorus is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great okay. song. Yeah, I think it's it, it, it's it's great. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Great. It's no problems so far. That's just. I guess. I mean, I don't really have anything to add. What did I say for my notes? Yeah, I said um, <clears throat> some of my notes are more intense than others. For this one, I said fun wordplay, calming. So, yeah, I did think it was appropriately named because of the way the that feeling it gets. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. I think the the title really does match the vibe. Yeah, should we move on? Then very much agree. Yeah, let's go to the next one. Boom job. What did you say? Boom job. Boom job. Boom job. Don't be inappropriate. Boom job. Pink job, sorry. Okay, I have no idea what that was. We're just going to go into the next one. Is it not? In condos with oceanfront views. Instead, we're most wanted on the 6 o'clock news. So I don't need an attitude. Because you knew just what So? <laughs> you want me to start? Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure. Because I'm probably going to be the you only start. one who likes this song. Well, you don't know no? that. Go go ahead. Based on the uh, combativeness of the last one. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no, this is definitely one of my favorites off the album. Okay. Feels very B and L. Um, I like the like I wrote. I love the duality of how relatable the chorus is, mm-hmm. and it's like we did our best, and that's fine. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just take it easy for now. Right. And then it's just like in a context of the story, crazy yeah. scenario, yeah. In the verses. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah. I I feel like this is almost pseudo BNL. So I've always really liked the song. I do and I'll mm-hmm. say that from the get-go. And I think I have started to maybe look for more criticism than I normally would just to really balance out the podcast every once in a while. Okay. Um, I almost feel like this is pseudo BNL because you're talking I'm, about I'm perfectly balanced. <laughs> that's true. I'm sorry. I I I misplaced. Um, I love the music. I love the music and the melodies and yeah. stuff. And I think the lyrics are funny. Like it's a funny story, but I I almost think that and I'm hoping I'm not going to sound like an idiot trying to explain this. The wordplay is not very clever. It's a pretty straightforward story. The story is absurd, and yeah. what they're trying, what what it's about, is kind of ridiculous. But you know, when we think about like, oh well, what, or what a letdown, where it goes, maybe maybe if I jiggle it a little, it'll open up on its own. Like that's clever wordplay, or the onion sure. rings. Like this doesn't have that to me, and it well, almost wordplay doesn't have to be clever. No, I'm not. But I'm saying it doesn't. It, it falls a little bit flat for me. Okay. Like it. It. It just feels like it's trying to be funny, and at the same time trying to be taken seriously. And I don't think that, depending on like the mood that I'm in when I listen to it, they don't. It doesn't always mesh well. Okay. This song doesn't sound, for lack of, you know, they're a fun band. This song doesn't sound fun to me in the way that, like, another postcard or Who Needs Sleep sound. Yeah. That are about more absurd sort of things, but this feels more epic than funny. Okay. So the one thing I was thinking about, like, talking a little bit about how it's ridiculous. Right. What makes, is it the bank job? Like just the fact that it's like about a robbery or is mm-hmm. it like, cause to me there's only a couple lines that are like the bank job itself aside mm-hmm. that are over the top. I think it's the whole, I, I think cause one of my notes here is that it's just kind of shallow. Okay. Like I, I agree that the chorus is kind of relatable and can be applied outside yeah. of it. But like this whole song, there's not much, um, there, it's literally a straightforward, funny story about a bank job gone awry because of nuns. Like, there's not much depth to it outside of that. Sure. And I think maybe why I love these guys so much is that they do absurd and funny things um, while still making it relatable to something else underneath the surface. And I just may, I don't necessarily feel like there's much underneath the surface on this song. Okay. I feel like I should have looked up the lyrics to this song. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you not realize it was about a bank job? I think I got, well, you know, I assumed that. Right. But I got a little caught up. And maybe feeling like it was outdated. This came Musically? out in 2010, right? Uh, 2006. Yeah, oh. six, did I say 2010 at one point to you? Did I screw no, that up? No, I think whatever I listened to on Spotify said 2010. Oh, well, Spotify. Well, then that makes sense because I was thinking it kind of sounds like a mid 2000s alt rock song, which is totally not my genre. Sure. At all. <laughs> is, is it like the like just the whole thing that does that, or the keyboards in the beginning? Oh, it's a little bit everything. A little bit of everything. Okay. So I got really caught up in that. Right. And, uh, but that's, but that's what it does. Yeah. If, it, yeah. if like, if you can't get past that, then maybe that's something that the song, well, again, you're coming with a bias, but maybe it's, it's so, something about the song itself. <laughs> I, and again, and the whole, I like the song. I just think what I have such higher expectations. And I think this album itself, even within this, this bucket has better songs than this. So I feel like it just fell a little bit you know how we talked about yeah. another postcard trying to be another one week right it feels like they're trying to be not to that absurd level another um, another postcard another another postcard and then we'll do another 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 postcard no um 
Like, yeah, like I can see where you're half. coming from. It's like a six and a half, but yeah. you disagree. I disagree. This is def- <laughs> definitely one of my favorites off the album. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Is any song for you under a seven? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Maybe it was a little high. Like <laughs> He says that from the get-go, and then we no, go no. track by track, and he's like, oh, I do actually really like this song. No. <laughs> I wouldn't say everything's above a seven, mm-hmm. and I would also say, like, when I said I love every, like, I really like every song on this album, mm-hmm. maybe that was a bit much like i i was trying to say that i don't dislike it sure. it's not that i'm like this mm-hmm. is great for every single one some of them definitely run together and mm-hmm. it was more like when i was trying to pick out my least favorite it was hard i was listening to like six songs and could not pick between them got it that's fair they felt like they were almost all on the same level i had the same problem but probably for a different reason okay because <laughs> you didn't love all, any of them enough. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Now we're getting into it. Now we're really going somewhere. This is a great song. Yeah, you don't hear me say it often. I love this song. <laughs> I do too. I, 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 I really, really love this song. This is what I found out today that I was t- talking about earlier. Kevin wrote this song. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I learned that this week too. And I would have loved to hear the Kev. Like, well, he was supposed to sing it originally. Well, I don't, so and I'm then curious. they passed it on to Ke- uh, Steve. Which is annoying because it's one of Kevin's best songs he's ever written. Yeah. And he doesn't get to sing it. And the ones that aren't that great, he does get to sing. It does feel like this song fits really well for Steve, and it would be—it's hard to imagine Kev doing it now. Well, because that's our only point. But I'd love to hear a version where he does. I'll have to find it for you. I I have a live version somewhere. Um, when I I think I mentioned when they did their first four-piece show in Orlando, they they sing the song or Kevin sings the song, so it it is out there of him doing it. Um, I might have it on my old computer somewhere, but um, yeah, I it would be interesting to hear, and I would be curious as to why. It ended up getting passed to him. Yeah, but what decisions. Yeah, yeah. What was behind um, the decision? This sounds, and I know that it's not, this sounds like it should have been the lead single. This was like the second or third single release. And I feel like this has got, talking about the harmonies, it's got amazing harmonies. It's got... Yeah, when a, all four of them right, on there, it's on mm, point. Well, five of them at this point, probably. Right. I wonder if Ty's right. doing it. All of them. Um, you know, you got to know how many members are in the band if you're going to be in a I podcast do. about the band. Um, I, I Yeah, this is a fantastic song. Straight up. Jeanette, The only note that I made Uh was, do people actually like the sound of his voice? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So you don't like the song? Um, It's definitely a quintessential Bare Naked Lady song in Mm -hmm. my head. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I just, I don't like his voice very much and Steve's you said voice. this is steve yeah because i thought that i liked steve you do well that, so this is what's interesting is that as we've listened at, from the split you know when steve left the band as we've listened to his solo stuff you seem to really gravitate toward that more and like a lot of what mm-hmm. he does mm-hmm. um and something about like the guitar tones and the harmonies always make me feel like and from the get-go it was like this is the kind of song that she would like by them and for whatever reason, it just doesn't it never, stick. It never hits? No. 
But I mean, that's that's your. I'm not yeah. blaming you. I'm just, I'm just surprised. I feel like I've read it wrong. Is all. Well, I think that you know, as we go on this album, you'll you'll see, see more, more that I do like. Oh, okay. I think okay. So. This song still makes me every time I hear it. It makes me uh, think of the old Br- Brad's and Brad, Brad video. Yeah. I feel like it was technically the official video. Like, it's gone off the internet now, but yeah. I feel like it was uh, like uploaded to B&L's channel and Brad's and Brad's I think it was, channel. like, basically their Mother's Day Yeah, it was their Mother's Day characters. Their, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was good stuff, and they were lip-syncing the whole thing. Yeah. Back in the early days It was of one YouTube. of those things. So, yeah, Brad's and Brad a big YouTube <clears throat> channel back in the day. Um, Joe Beretta. See, this is what I'm talking about. You're fucking clanking metal. It's picking up on three mics around the table. Well, you're just gonna just have leave to the edit lid that off sucker the <laughs> It's hard to do that. Why well, can't just pull your audio levels I'm down? I'm putting it back on for COVID reasons. <laughs> the springing out of your yeah. water bottle. <laughs> so, I have to recollect myself. I was going to grab my water, but now I'm scared too. You can have a glass of water like I've been having. Yeah, I got my, my big old Steino water. water over there. Your glorious Steino water over there. Um, so... That didn't go over well with anybody but me, but I'm going to take it. Um, I've been there. <laughs> In fact, some might say I live there. <laughs> so yeah, Brad's and Brad are, are a famous YouTube channel. But, you know, back in like 7, 8, 9, like when YouTube yeah. was, was not what it is now. On the cusp of On the, right, glory. Right, like sketch. Yeah, yeah. And Joe Brad ended up working at SourceFed where I worked with him for a year or so. And it, it, this was one of those things where I think it was like at a Christmas party once. He, we were talking and he was asking, he's like, so how'd you get into YouTube? And I was kind of like... You, you know, like it was your videos, and it was one of those things where um, I wanted to ask him about this a lot. Be like, how did you guys get hooked into that? Like, yeah. was it a contest that you ended up winning? Was it like they? Because you know, uh, BNL work with like Rooster Teeth a lot lately on music videos. The past five six mm-hmm. years, um, they've had. I think Gavin's like directed one or two, and they've all been like in it. So they definitely have some connections into the YouTube community. So I have been curious about that, but I didn't want to just like out of nowhere when they'd be like hey joe how did you do the bare naked ladies podcast but or, or uh music video whatever i don't care good song good yeah? stuff okay song That's no okay it is like what it. it is okay all right this chair is loud okay let's move next? on to the next one yeah easy easy look what you have done i can do the same too can play this game you'll no longer be We'll start talking. You can come back when you feel like it. Okay. Jeanette's left. <laughs> up and walked off. She said, this is stupid and left. She's like, I can't believe I have to be a part, I mean, be around here. Um, I hope you can't hear that sinking. She, she's got a big old stein, like we said. It's like a 30-ounce stein of water because um, it's easier to have that than it's a way. It's a mass, if you will. What? That's what it's called. It's a one liter. Oh, okay, mister. I lived in Germany for a few <laughs> years, so I know what every fucking if cup you... in Germany is called. It's the size. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so easy. Easy. Is it too warm in here? It's way too warm. Okay, in go here. ahead. Uh, we didn't mention this earlier, but Jeanette's pregnant with twins right now. And so um, we're all very sensitive to temperatures and waters. Well, and I would say also, you know, you keep it at 78 when I'm gone. So I do. I don't think it's just it's at me. It's 75 right now, though. Thank goodness. Don't <laughs> give me shit about my AC. <laughs> I have a pregnant wife I have to take care of, okay? Oh, you leave yours off, though. 
No, it's like, I was tired about the fact that you leave it at 78 and you're giving me shit for like being warm at my No, place. I've never, <laughs> I don't know if I gave you shit about it or was just surprised when you would like send me a Snapchat of it being like 83 degrees in your, in oh your apartment. Gosh. Yeah, but that was when I walked in the door. Right, no, like, I know. Moving back and was like, damn, the, <laughs> the natural just get temperature to the song. sucks. We don't need to, br- to let this divide us, okay? Well, it's too late. <laughs> okay, easy. Jeanette. So the intro of the song. I felt like I was about to listen to a country song mm-hmm. about like drinking beer at the county fair. Mm-hmm. But and they it, didn't talk about that. I know they didn't talk about Not that. Even a little. But it really did feel like a country song to me. Sure. Which was a nice, I guess, path to take. Sure. Well, I think they have other songs like For You sounds like it's in this vibe. Mm-hmm. And then even um, Ordinary from All in Good Time. Um, kind of goes down that sort of acoustic driven country right. kind of country western sort of a little more path. twang yeah a little more twang on the guitar they're sitting in the studio and Ty's like put a little more twang on that guitar and they do and then it's it got a piece great. of wheat sticking out of his mouth <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere too they're like ready Ty 3-4 then they look back and he's got a hat on and some wheat sticking out of his mouth what yeah yeah no I, I agree I think it goes down that kind of um, yeah just kind of a country path and I do like that so you talked about about who is the audience mm-hmm. for their music. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good, like, driving down the highway mm-hmm. song in the background with the windows down song. Mm-hmm. I, I could see why people would like this. We can add that to our mix, our driving down the, the highway the, with our windows down I don't think playlist. we need to. So you can see why people would like this. Mm-hmm. Right. But what right. does that mean for you? <laughs> it, if it were on in the background, I probably wouldn't ask someone is to change it. Is it easy listening? <laughs> so you get it so like it. It's, it's inoffensive yeah yeah okay okay i would argue most of bnl songs are inoffensive except for they drop the f-bomb a couple times yeah. with a postcard a that's couple. true fuck, fuck. but it's so quiet that you could probably get away without well they most they literally noticing. did that's like what yeah. they were listening to on the radio <laughs> and put it on like in stores and stuff and people were like oh cool but like yeah. ah we got away with it yeah um sucker how do you feel I really like it. I think this is a really fa- – oh, there's a lot of good catchy guitar riffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this first four mm-hmm. is just fantastic. Yeah. I think the start of this yeah. album is great. And I don't I, – I wrote inarguably the best four are up front. But I guess we'll see if you guys argue with that. But yeah. <laughs> um, um, I would argue a little bit with it. Yeah, just a little bit. Not too I think much. it's just a fantastic starter. Yeah. We've well, talked they about how like, the, the first four well. are supposed to be mm-hmm. – some of your biggest um, and they did that really well this time and I think they did that really well I think this album does a great job with transitions mm-hmm. it flows really well yeah they have a lot of peaks and valleys where it kind of goes quieter yeah. for a little bit kind of comes back up um, yeah I agree I think this is um, one of my favorite parts is the I think I guess you could call it the bridge when they go like easy not you know not to love it easy to betray with are listing all of it yep. and Ed's singing like in his normal register but Steve is singing in like a really low register mm-hmm. and it, you can just kind of hear him like way down there kind of singing it and I really like that part I think that sounds really good um, and again the wordplay here is pretty straightforward um, yeah. but it is like taking it's kind of like A where they take a thing A or the word easy right. and then add a lot of attachments to it about to um on both sides of it easy to to uh, to adore you though you want to run away easy to love you easy to betray like yeah. you know um i i think I, we'll talk about this in a couple songs i think ed does that a lot where he talks about other people and this is a stupid way to put it 
he talks about other people from his point of view and how he affects them in his in his lyrics and i think this is an example of that but yeah i think it's right Right, yeah yeah for sure (laughs) maybe probably about like how when you say a word a ton of times it just it starts, starts to, to lose sound weird and yeah. you get that especially towards the end where they're doing like the mm-hmm. 20 times in a row mm-hmm. easy yeah, they're just going easy yeah. easy 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 we're like yeah. that's a weird departure you nailed it yeah <laughs> it's like i was there easy 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 <laughs> hi shut up <laughs> all right so let's let's go to the uh the next one then home home stuck in the middle You may have won my hand in, but it was the consolation prize. That's when I knew that I was running out. I was actually really disappointed that I had never heard this one before. Really? Because it also gave off a 60s, 70s vibe to me, and I liked it. Interesting. All right. So, honestly, my thoughts on bare naked ladies could have changed early on if i would have played if you, would have you just would have done a better right job <laughs> <laughs> then this could have been Four a three-man podcast where we all love it <laughs> yeah where you're coming in from a great perspective and then start going oh, oh there are a couple that i don't like but in reality the rest of them you do like interesting mm-hmm. uh, um what do you think man uh i think it's not on par with the opening four it tends to get lost for me mm-hmm. from that flow i think it transitions well from easy but Mm-hmm. Just the opening four uh, overshadow this one a little bit for me. It's kind of it's the first kind of yeah. valley in Peace Boys. Yeah, yeah. I it does remind me a lot of a drift where it kind of has that feeling and like the guitar plucking yeah. that kind of drives it. Um, I I like a lot of this song, but then I, again, there's like a little bridgey thing where like kind of a chorusy sort of or sorry a, a circusy sort of feel comes in. Mm-hmm. Do you know what part I'm talking about towards the second half? Yeah. Um, that reminds me a lot of. Um, that, the night it fell asleep at the wheel, okay. and, I, and yeah. I like it in that context because that's the whole sort of vibe of the song. But this feels really pleasant, and then pulls that away. Like that that whole section for me kind of sure. takes me out of it, and then when you get back into it, this just doesn't work. I do. I when I was listening to it the last time through, I was going through all the lyrics, and I do like the lyrics of this song. It does kind of feel like, um, I don't know about. I mean, it talks about compromise and stuff like that, but kind of feeling. And it feels a little defeated from the point of view of where he's coming from, from where Steve's character is coming from, defeated yeah. in the relationship or in, the, in trying to compromise. And both or, or both parties are even more defeated coming into it together and trying to be like, that's when I knew that I was home. Um, yeah. So stuck in the middle of the road. Yeah. 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 And, and so I, I, I do like it. Um, I it's one of those things where, like, if they would have changed that circusy thing, I would have liked it more. Um, so you would have liked that not to be there or for more of it to be like that for it to be I, either or i th- i like okay. when they've gone like full circus yeah i think this one is really pretty and then they they put the circus in and i go like it kind of pulls me out of it sure uh so i i guess in context of this particular song i would have liked if they removed it and did, did something a little bit different with it right. what's next bowl in a china shop Can't Bottle of diet poison. <laughs> Fantastic. 
<laughs> you were thinking something different about that. You like it? I love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I actually, this is one that, so like I said, I, I knew, um, I know men really well. Me, I know pretty well. This is one I always forget about, and every time I listen to it, I love it. I think yeah. it's really, really good. Um, I Again, I, I think there's a couple songs here that later, there's another one later, that reminds me of, this is a stupid thing to say, reminds me of other songs these guys have written. And like the lyrics of this song talk mm-hmm. about like again they're t- they're like very introspective like it's kind of like falling for the first time almost actually where it's like yeah. you know I'm really cool but too bad I'm a loser or too bad I'm this or that and this whole song is like I am a mess basically yeah. I'm a public embarrassment bottle diet poison a walking advertisement for everything I never meant to be yeah. right so it's like it's very like self deprecating uh, and it reminds me of Manchild that he does uh, later on on, on yeah not on his solo stuff so I think that that's a subject that he covers a lot is like be, like being self-deprecating yeah um but i think musically i think lyrically i think this is a really this one works really well for me i agree and i think it comes at a good point in the album mm-hmm. where we're like all right yeah this is time for another upbeat one yeah and yeah exactly well. yeah especially after home yeah 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 after easy and home do you too. feel less on the spot now um yeah I mean, <laughs> less excited to <laughs> crap on the song. <laughs> I feel like this just comes down to a fundamental. I, I agree. Difference of opinion in what Bare Naked Ladies sounds like. Yeah. I, th- I mean, it sounds like them to me. Mm-hmm. When I think of them, I think of things agree. like this. It's it's very non-offensive, but mm-hmm. I would never go out of my way to listen to this. And I feel like even based off of this song and the previous two, I you kind of just hinted at this. I think what you are drawn to in the stuff that you do like is the stuff that is almost the stuff that we put aside a little bit or don't um, yeah. prioritize. Like you said with Home, like I would have never thought to play that as like a song to show you how good they are. Yeah. But it's one of them that's impressed you the most, whereas the ones that I love with the funny wordplay or like the upbeat kind of, you know, maybe dad rocky stuff, Pushes those are the ones that... <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's just, like you said, a difference of... A fundamental difference of what you enjoy in their music. I'm yeah. glad that I can cater to the lesser of their songs then. Give them maybe, some, yeah. Maybe in their fans. Well, lives. like we've said, though, both of these albums are the lesser of their songs, so they don't freaking play anything off of these anymore. This so is true. Everything oh. we say here is powerful. Oh, that's a little disappointing yeah. to hear, then. Yeah. Do you, oh, you haven't... You oh, might yeah. not have gotten oh, those yeah. episodes oh, yet. Oh, gosh. But we've talked yeah. about, like, we, we I, th- I don't know if you were listening when we said this earlier, but in the interview... He says something at the end about these albums, like, but hey, it's at least, you know, 20, you know, a bunch of songs that we get to pull from when we play live. And we're like, you never play these songs oh. live. You play you, the same set list. You play the same with about six set. to eight songs changing yeah. per time. And those are the new of ones. 20 right? to 24. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, the back half of a BNL concert, you can predict to a T. Yeah. So, so they don't, so it's kind of like, play more of these. Like, it would be really mm-hmm. cool to, like, go to a show and then, yeah, all of a sudden they pull out Bank Job or they pull out Home. It'd be like, all right, this is, this is sweet. Yeah, so yeah. so to clarify real quick, mm-hmm. when you said non-offensive, you're not meaning like, oh my god, they said this is terrible. I can't <laughs> right. believe they said that. You're saying like it doesn't push you. Like, yeah, like you just, don't hate it. You're just not like I wouldn't go out of my way. Yeah, okay. very middle of the road. That's fair. It's fine. That's fair. Okay. All right. Um, what do you? Anything else for, from your end? No. I think I, that's, yeah. I I, I, I really like the song, and yeah. I I forget about it um, because it was never. I forget this album as a whole is hard for me to put into like classics and favorites because yeah. I didn't know it existed for so long. And so 
once I did, it was kind of like a weird, it felt almost like a weird B-side collection, even though yeah. the other one is more of the weird B-side collection, if anything. And it is hard to, I mean, the, it's one letter difference in the title of the yeah. album. So yeah. when you're going back and the covers are just so similar, yeah. which oh, I get sure. what he's saying from like, oh, it's the, a cool idea. But it's but if you for, like yeah. organize your music by like cover art, and it's, it is sometimes hard to tell, especially if you don't know the difference right. off the front. Right. You're just like, oh yeah, this one. This, yeah. And then you're like, wait, that's a whole different album than I was listening to? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's let's keep it going. Everything had changed. Then one day I was not alone. Everything had changed. Everything was strange. Everything had changed. Everything was. This is a pretty strange. good one. It's not. I wouldn't put this up to a seven. Okay. If that gives Six you any point context. Nine. Yeah, it's Six point maybe nine. six point eight. Yeah, yeah. It's sure. real close. Not quite. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is another one that gets hard a lot more in the back half, I think. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a lot of these that are hard to differentiate between or hard to pick out a least favorite from. Yeah. Um, they don't stand out as much, and this is the first of that back half that has a lot of that to me. Yeah. Th- I know I already said this about one song. This one super to me feels like, well, we recorded it, so we might as well put it on the album. Like, it, it really doesn't do anything for me. I don't think it's anything special instrumentally or lyrically or, you know, harmonically with the harmonies. Harmoniously? I don't know. Harmonically. Yeah. I, it's just so middling to me. And I don't think there's anything standout about it. And it just feels it feels like one of the songs where, like, we recorded it. We might as well put it out. Eh, you know. Yeah, I, w- I would agree it doesn't stand out. I'm not nearly as negative as you, though. I would skip it I, every time. I enjoy I all of these. Okay. Right, I know. I Trust like me, them, I know. But <laughs> well, JD, what would you give it? I'd probably give it... I'd give it like a four. Really? Maybe, maybe a... Maybe, no, I'd give it a four. I'd give it a solid four. Yeah. Why? What about you? It's blowing my mind. Do you like this one? I liked this one. Uh, really? From the intro, I felt like I was sitting down at like a mime show and then the banjo came in. <laughs> oh, I actually really like this one. But who's singing it? Steve. Okay, yeah, I didn't like his voice. <laughs> uh, I wonder what part, like, it would be interesting to compare and contrast the songs you do like him singing with yeah. the ones mm-hmm. you don't and, like, try to decipher why. I think he just sounds silly sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those times. But I still really like the song. Well, interesting. Yeah. It's I'm so inter- weird to me. Like, this yeah. one is, like... I'm not saying it's the worst on the album because I'm not giving that away, but it's one of the worst on the album to me, and I just don't care for See, it. See, I was surprised you'd never played this one for me either. Because there's nothing sp- like it's I, it really feels like. So this feels is just like... highlighting how bad of a job you've done <laughs> to get her into many ladies. Yeah. <laughs> how bad I want her to like the ones I like and not like yeah. This whole time I've felt bad that I just can't get into this band, but well, it's really you know not what? my fault. Like credit to where credits <laughs> do. I I we've got friends that we know of where. When it comes to music and stuff like this, the wife will like, like disregard the husband's stuff. Like, won't try to oh. listen to it. Won't try to be part of it. I know that you've had that with um, with bleep oh. before. Oh. I'll take. Oh, I'll, cut I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out. Sorry, I, I can edit that out. <laughs> but you've had that in the past before. I've had that in the past oh, yeah. before. And th- the amount of effort <laughs> you put into like trying to listen to this, stuff. like, it's same with with soccer, right? Like, 
listening to our rants about it and participating. That's exactly why hearing about that made it become a bigger deal for right. me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that it wasn't there. Wait, what? Yeah. I just, I that appreciate that so much. And you put a lot of effort into it. Well, and I don't know if you've mentioned, but we did go to a live show together. Yeah, we saw them live. We saw them live in, was that in LA where we saw them? Mm-hmm. Or um, with OMD? Mm-hmm. And where was it in LA? Do you remember? Was it the Greek? It was the Greek. Yeah, it was. It was the Greek, mm-hmm. yeah. And you, you liked it that. It was a good show. It was fun. Yeah, it's a yeah. great time. It's a great time. Um, and then you can just tune out. We always talk. So we're like I said, we we have we're having twins, and the couple, the family in front of us was a mom and dad and two teenage daughters, and one looked like your kind of average like preppy peppy girl, you know, blonde hair, mm-hmm. uh, and then the other girl had like that's stark, all it takes for you. No, I mean she had, she was dressed <laughs> just kind of like a normal like summery sort of you know beach going girl. I don't know, but in, but it was in stark. <laughs> shut up. It was in stark contrast to her sister who was like. Long straight black hair, full there black shirt, black pants. You know, like was super kind of gothy, kind of emo look going. Okay. Again, also pretty average for a 15, 16 year old. And the whole show, it was kind of like one of the girls was talking to mom, one of the girls was talking to dad, and then OMD came on, the second opener, and they fucking lit up for the whole time. They're all standing and singing, like there's no difference between them. And then. Then BNL came on and it was back to like the sort of normal, uh, just half paying attention. But it was so funny to see like you're like, oh wow, there's definitely some like divides in this family. And then all of those divides were healed when OMD came on stage. And then it was so I was like, you know what? If we end up having two, like if both of the boys end up being very different, something's going to unite them, and, and it's it, probably going to be united. It's going to be and united. Naked ladies. No, because that is three versus one. If it's very naked ladies, it's the three of no, us. No, but as we've Jeanette. seen, there is. A lot There's, of hope. That's true. We just have to change your tactics. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be playing Pasco. I should be playing Jerome. <laughs> because if you like the country western, yeah. Jerome's about as freaking country western Which is also gets. really funny because when we were talking about the potential of having you on All a Good Time, you were mm-hmm. like, yeah, she probably's not going to like Jerome. I don't. I still it's, don't think she would like Jerome. what you said. <laughs> yeah, I still don't think you would like that because it's a Kevin song. I have no idea what you're talking about. So it's a song no called Jerome. On, we'll play it for you after this and okay. see what you it, think. Dripping, yeah. But. All right, so I, I, I've gone about it all wrong for a while. So let's go on to uh, the next song. Yeah, which Track I guess eight. will be a good test to see if that theory holds. But. I heard you got some rain. So yeah, this is another one. Back half doesn't stand out hugely. I like it, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm probably mostly just happy to be to hearing Jim's song. Yeah, yeah. And the thing I like about Jim's song is like from Jim's songs, like from here on out, every time he writes a song, it's never my favorite on the album, but it's never bad. Like yeah. he just writes just nice, pleasant. Good, like you know, um, uh, I'm the lookout on All in Good Time feels good. a lot like this to me, where it's like that's just a solid track. My uh, this is just gonna become a segment now, but mm-hmm. uh, song genius or genius where uh-huh. you have all the lyrics, yeah, they get me every time. I just I love some of the stuff, and this one is one of the more unusual, unusual Bare Naked Lady songs as it was written and sung by their bassist Jim Cregan who rarely wrote and sang music for them. <laughs> so it's unusual only because it's written by Jim? Right, yeah, there's is nothing else weird about it. The implication there? Yeah. 
you can mark people's interpretations of lyrics like with yeah. certain like negative things and the, there's the line i heard you got some rain peterborough and the kawarthas the note that someone wrote was jim heard that it was raining in peterborough and the kawarthas <laughs> and someone marked that as restating the line because <laughs> they're like yeah that is basically what it is. so what do you what do you think on this one i feel like i agree with nick you were a little more um, maybe forgiving of the song, but I okay. just felt like there was nothing interesting happening. Was that what you were saying, Nick? I don't know if I would go well, that far. You, you at least were not... I, I'm, I'm so scared to... to, can, it's, no, a solid, to ahead. it's a solid six. We I'm brought you on to be negative. You're scared of Nick. I, just, like, I don't know what I did. I know. Sol- I'd put this as a solid six, if that helps you. That helps. I'd maybe just go five. You know, it sounded like a song that would be in Shrek. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> knowing you though, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative because you love Shrek. Half the songs in Shrek are good, <laughs> but that means you're comparing them to Smash Mouth, right? Yeah, yeah, you're comparing them to like who sings Bad Reputation? Is that Joan Jett? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're comparing Crows. them to Joan Jett or Counting Crows, right? Yeah, <laughs> and that's really yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what you're trying to say there, but <laughs> what's next? Maybe you're right. Nothing is ever done to stop it. Shall I take back everything I've ever said and move my life inside? I think this is a standout in this back half of the album. I love the back and forth slash overlapping oh, from back and Ed and yeah. Steve. Um, in general, Anytime a song has horns, I'm almost always going to love it. And I think that <laughs> yeah. go, that hits really yeah. hard in this one. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I love it when it just cuts away to just the trumpets. Yeah. That's a really that's a really powerful moment. Yeah. This reminds me a lot of... Because um, I, I think this is the most epic song. Mo- most epic sounding song on this album. And yeah. it reminds me a lot of War on Drugs from Everything to Everyone. Kind of like okay, okay. an overall maybe change of pace for the album, but like really powerful uh, musically. Um, yeah. And I love when it gets riled up at the end um, with, with Steve's vocals and stuff. So I love this song. I think it's it's great. This is a solid... Oh, shit, I was going to say like a solid seven, but it's better. So it's, I'd say this is a solid eight. Yeah, I'd give it a seven and a half to eight for sure. Yeah. I'd give it I'd give it two full Kawarthas and a Peterborough. Ooh. I know. I know. It's pretty great. That pretty doesn't great. make sense because that would be... That equals eight. That'd be like 17 that equals and a half. Eight. A, a, a Kawartha is two and a half. So two of those is five, okay. and then a Peterborough is a three. Eight. Okay. You know the scale. Jeanette? So I did like the build-up. Yeah. And I agree with the horns. I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, my notes do say, I feel like this song could make some people emotional, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> I like when it ends. Wow. Oh, not meaning I like that the song is over. Right. Like you said before. The ending was good. The ending was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes some people emotional, not me. <laughs> that's that's. I feel like the songs that know. I've tried to describe to you that I love about this band. That's the overall vibe that I get. Where I'm like, this is an amazing song. Like this is what it does to me personally because of my backstory. And you're like, okay, like I get it. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of the thing is I could see how a lot of their songs maybe hit home for like feelings in middle school and high school. <laughs> so insulting. <laughs> Especially because I was just going to say I really related to this song. <laughs> See, this is why I'm scared to give my opinion in front of Nick. You just tore him down. You just... I'm so sorry. No, but, no, no. but I totally get, though, 
having a band that you have loved throughout your life still meaning a lot to you in adulthood. Do you so have I, Do you have a band like that that you would kind of put in that same category? Um. Yeah, there are bands like Styx is a good example mm-hmm. where I probably would not get into them now. Sure, but I like but because them when of your history younger. with Styx. Yeah. 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 So I don't fault Nick at all. <laughs> Please don't. I look down on no, you. No, I just don't fault you. So you relate a lot. I to just think it's funny. Like, <laughs> Because I was like looking at specific lines in the song and being, I one thing I realized about uh, in my research for these two albums mm-hmm. is how many songs for them are about love or relationships. Yeah, yeah, it is for so sure. often, which is mm-hmm. I mean probably fair in most music. Right, but, right, but yeah, I um, yeah. Just looking at some of the lines in this songs, I felt like I could pull some. Lines from previous relationships and with the right, not yeah, with, with the again. I mean, you might as well not cut it out because everyone's gonna know. But but also, there's no chance she's listening at this point. We talked about uh, that when you we were playing Call of Duty the other night. You were like, she might listen to the first episode or two, but like, she's not gonna best. track through to seven, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, which is not middle school relationships. Sure, but, right, right. But no, but I, there I are definitely that, yeah. some, yeah. You know, like talking about how things are brought up all the time and nothing was ever done mm-hmm. about it. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. And I love the I love the chorus itself, like the lines about "Shall I take back everything I've ever said? Mm-hmm. Take back my attacks, all of my accusations." And I can, I can feel that moment in an argument where you're yeah. just like, "Oh, what? Should I just take that all back now? Like, it just like does that mean you know, like yeah. in the in the heat of it, getting to that point?" Yeah. And also, like, the, and live my whole life in silence instead. Yeah. That I related to a lot is, like, Mm -hmm. I just, I got to a point where I was so downtrodden that Mm -hmm. I just, like, absorbed everything myself. Right. And didn't, like, give anything. Deal with it or, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just. How do you feel now, Jeanette? I really should have done some lyrical research (laughs) because you're making great points right now. (laughs) But, yeah. I mean, those are also, like, if you look at the lyrics you can get there but i wouldn't say the feeling of the song had the same pull sure. as yeah. the words for me yeah i would oh. i almost feel like that i feel like this is a, a definitely like a serious song from them yeah. and that musically i feel like it kind of i don't think it has the anger until the end like there was a time when a crime was a yeah. crime but i feel like um, a lot of their songs I P- Pinch Me has that same sort of melancholic feel yeah. but this feels like you're at a point of don't give me that luck about Pinch Me I I we're not getting there well I saw it where you get to like a point of resignation in the relationship yeah. like this feels like you're over the hill of the anger and you're just like this is where we are right now and it, it sucks but yeah. you, you're almost numb to it because you've been in it for so long I would agree with that and I wasn't trying to say that no, the, I, yeah. the feeling of the song does not relate to the words Sure. I was just saying for me like the there are like songs like break your heart where really just instantly the tone of the song yeah, brings you to that to relationship fair. melancholic like I brings it. you to that emotional place and this mm-hmm. does not do quite the same thing sure but, fair enough fair enough yeah. well we've got four more to go let's move on to the next one all right take it back it's hard to keep your mouth shut harder still to make noise can't have perfect 2020 hindsight that our face. Love this. I actually really, really love this song a lot. I think um, it reminds me. I love the drums in the beginning. I just like that that drum sound that they have going. This kind of 
almost in the background more with, mm-hmm. with Ty on the drums. Tyler's the drummer for the band. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, it reminds me a lot of testing one, two, three, both sort of musically and lyrically, because again, um, it it is it, it, it's a mix of testing one, two, three, and blame it on me. Because if you know mm. the lyrics, you know if I said something to make you mad, I'll take it back. Yep. And I you can put it all on me. Yeah, Just yeah. Put it all everything. on me. Uh, and taking a lot of um, I'll take the fall. Uh, taking the fall for it exactly. Taking a lot of the the pressure of the relationship, which is kind of similar to um, uh, maybe you're right. You know that same sort mm-hmm. of like um, you know uh, sit sit my whole life in silence instead. I I really like the song. I you know I think I overall gravitate towards Ed's songs more than Steve's, maybe a little bit. Okay. Like fifty five, forty five, um, but this is just one that works really well for me. I love the music. I love the acoustic sort of driven parts of it. But then when they add the electric and like the the part that we just heard, yeah. um, and as a whole, I think it works. I I love it. I love it. Hmm. Jeanette, when I was doing my research on this album, I com- I completely zoned out for this song. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Next, yeah. Nick. So I, got, I wrote just solid, like really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um. But I will say, this will be my hint for the guessing later. Oh, okay. Uh, when I did my initial research for this song, before lockdown, I had put this as my least favorite. Really? And then, doing coming back this week, I was like, what the hell was I thinking? This song is great. <laughs> I don't know where that was coming yeah. from. So it, yeah. it is not my least favorite. Okay. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't, it must have just been like that one listen through, mm-hmm. trying to pick through the songs that didn't stand out for mm-hmm. me, but interesting. Yeah, it definitely stands out more now. See, I would not say it's even you, close to being least favorite. I'm, well, I'm glad to hear that personally. I, I love, this has the wordplay. I love the line, save me from a villainous imagination and deliver me from my friends. I just, I, I think that yeah, that's the sort of stuff that I expect from them and, and love when they hit the mark. Um, uh, and it has like the weird sort of, sort of silly lines. Like, Think of all the lives saved by plastic knives. And it's like, okay, part of me thinks it's maybe a little <laughs> bit political because then the next line is, it's naive but make-believe we'll never lose if we remove our shoes, which is maybe referring to taking your shoes off when you're at the airport to go through security because it's uh, one of those like okay. faux safety nets where it's like, oh, I feel a lot safer doing this, but what's yeah. it actually doing? So maybe there is like a political aspect to it, and I can't say that I know what it is that they're going for with it. Um, but from the personal aspect of it, I think it speaks to me a lot. So, uh, yeah, I dig it. I dig yeah. it. I'm sorry that you zoned out for that. But no, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I feel like it's I'm not that guess. professional. Yeah. yeah. Especially what you could have zoned out for the next song that's vanishing. Yeah. <laughs> it would have just worked so well. All right, let's play. Let's play vanishing. All right. Under the stage lights at the Bellagio, he has got your car. But you had to fly home He's a magician Hoping, wishing And you're the one This one reminded me a little bit of a drift mm-hmm. Just in its feel And I think this song could have been omitted I agree I really think with this one and Bare Naked Ladies Are Men the, the musical divide between Steve and Ed Starts to become really obvious I think so. We'll get to wind sure. it up in a little bit, but like um, wind it up um, uh, down to earth. The sort of like more just straight rock songs are like always Ed driven, yeah. and then the somewhat you know a lot of the songs by Steve on these two like a Running Out poppier. of Ink, 
Well, not only that, I think they're a little more artsy. Like, they're a little more non-conventional. Like, yeah. on, what's the one on this one I'm thinking of? Bull in the China Shop kind of has that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could say Rule the World of Love has that a bit. Um, but Maybe especially it has it a bit with the build-up at the end. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, I Can, I Will, I Do. Um, you know, all these songs, they really, like, I Can, I Will, I Do and um, Running Out of Ink. Totally sound like they could have been on Steve's solo albums to me. Sure. Um, and Ed's are the more straightforward rock songs, and I don't think either of them are bad. But Kevin's songs always sort of, and I, I re, was re-listening to Fake Nudes recently. Mm-hmm. I think about this with with Jerome and All in Good Time. They, and I know that this is a, a a paradoxical paradoxical statement. They don't sound like Beer Naked Ladies songs. Think about mm-hmm. um, uh, I forget is it Flying Dreams or something like that on yeah. on Grinning Streak. That it's not a bad song. But it sticks out like a sore mm-hmm. thumb compared to everything else. This felt like the stepchild. Yeah, it, it, it. I completely agree with you. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah, I. I wouldn't go. I was thinking I was right with you guys, and then you went a little further than I would go. <laughs> um, this is I think a six point seven for Nick. It's not a highlight. Um, probably the standout portion is that it's a Kev song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would probably put this a little higher than Peterborough and the Quarantas. I'm interested to hold on to what you just said about like a lot of their song his songs not feeling like mm-hmm. BNL and compare this song to a couple off the next album when we get sure that. yeah oh I'm excited for that too just for the because record. I feel like I yeah we'll see we may have yeah. some differences of opinion there I'm excited I love when we have differences of opinion yeah makes the marriage uh, feisty all right next song <laughs> sure rule does. the world with love how could it happen when we couldn't Slapping makeup on the bruise. Though it was handed to us, we refused to rule the world below. That's pretty solid. Okay. It's more upbeat yeah. towards the end. Um, I like the piano solo in there. Not a huge standout. Doesn't quite compare to the first four for me. I you can break his heart. I did like this one. Okay. Um, I thought it sounded like a classic BNL song, but a little better. I don't know what it's called, but they mm. kept kind of like slowly strumming the guitar. Okay. Uh, yeah, just kind of. You know holding. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay. They kept doing that. That okay. was good. And then the jam and piano parts. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I was into it. There's parts that you liked. Yeah. yeah. I. This is one where I feel like I want to like it more than I do because on the whole I agree with what, what you were saying, Nick. Where it's not bad, it doesn't mm-hmm. really stand out to me, um, but. It, but I, I, when I listen to it, I feel like it should stand out to me more. Like, I just, it's, yeah, it, I, I almost, because I think, again, I like the piano parts. I do like the music. Lyrically, I don't have any issues with it. Um, but it just, it just feels like it should be. I, I, I want to like it more than I do. Yeah, it I feels, get that. Every time yeah. it comes on, I'm not like, oh, I dislike any part of this song right. specifically mm-hmm. or as a whole. Sure. But I'm not going to, when I come back to these albums, I'm going to go to it. Yeah. straight to it. So we just move Let's on to the last final last one. one. The final final track. Track. Wind it up. That's a good pass. Yeah. Right when the key solo comes in. <laughs> um, Jeanette, do you want to go first this time? I'm going to read you what I wrote. Okay, here we go. Have I, you not been doing that? 
She's been freestyling. <laughs> For some, I paraphrase, but when it's worth it, I read it. Oh, here we go. I like how they're trying to be a rock band. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's such an insult in and of itself. His voice is just so freaking silly. <laughs> Did they put the song at the end because they thought no one would make it to the end of the album oh. to hear it? Sorry, halfway through the song, I got an ad for a new Rufus Wainwright album, so I switched to that. Have you heard his voice? He should sing the B&L songs. Wow. It hurts. That's funny because I also think of Rufus Wainwright's, Wainwright's voice as good, but never, like, I'd put it on par with these guys. Oh, what? <laughs> I would never put him over Stephen Page. Yeah. So this is this is where I feel like I've done some. I don't damage dislike him because but I feel like objectively, Steve has a, a has voice. a very unique and very powerful voice, and and I would also say a classically good. Like he seems like a theater singer. This is just I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone. And Ed's voice is also a very good voice. Now he's lost it a little bit lately in the past few years. You can definitely feel like you know, you, you can hear it's kind of taking a toll. But I would and. I think they're objectively powerful, good voices that I may have ruined for you by the songs that I've played. Am I going to get hate mail from no. fans? Who's the, who? Well, okay, first yeah. off. I'm going to write you hate letters. I don't think his mom is going to send you fan ma- hate mail because that's so far yeah. one of our only fans. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think you'll get hate mail. And notice how I said his mom because I don't think mine's going to listen. Well, Nick, what do you think about this? I love this song. It's good editing. <laughs> I wrote like that it's one of the more twangy, but really there's mm-hmm. a lot more electric. Yeah, it's very electric type mm-hmm. stuff. And I realized yeah. that the more I listen to these, did back you not again, hear the electric guitar the first no, time? No, no, no. You're like, oh, this is a good bass and, and drum <laughs> no. But song. this this always stood out as more like you know you got too little too late is more rock mm-hmm. than most of the other stuff sure. previously. Sure. And there's a couple like that winded up with a letdown, but yeah listening back through i realized that it it is not that unique <laughs> as i thought it was but i i think the ones that you just named winded up what a letdown and down to earth to me maybe sound of your voice a little bit are yeah. the are the only straight rock songs that they kind of have that fit that mold yeah and i like that a lot i, I want more of that um I just I feel like maybe they should do a rock album then. So that's the that's I would love that's that. Fair. I would love if they did an album that was more centered around this sort of sound. Yeah. Because I this is again where I can see people calling it dad rock. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you do a full album of that, you're kind of really You're approaching the metal territory. You're approaching the metal territory. <laughs> you're almost a death metal band at that point. Yeah. And I'd also pay to listen to that. Um And you don't hear people comparing them to Ruthless Wainwright. <laughs> Ghost and Rufus Wainwright, they're they're right up there next to each other. No, I I really like this song. I do like the rock thing that they go for. I wish they did more of it. And I think with their heavier songs, I think Ed really sort of lets his passive aggressiveness out, his passive aggression out. And I think there's a lot of sick burns in this song. Yeah, and I like that a lot. So I I actually really like this song. I'm sorry that you don't, Jeanette, but I know like this is where. I was a baby when I learned to suck, yep. but you have raised it to an art form. That's like, exactly what I wrote. I like too. that. It is lo- clever. Yeah. Okay. I'll Thank that. you. Okay. Perfect. Well, at least we all agree that yeah. that part's clever. Yes, I'm out of line, but you're out of your mind. <laughs> if you're leaving, then I wish you luck. I hope someone can make your heart warm. Oh yeah, then Oof. it goes to the next line. Yeah, it's good. I I really like it. That's I, a backhand if I ever heard one. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I like it a lot. I think it's a good song. I, I like. I want them. I, w- I want more of this. And even moving forward, you know, listen to, to their newer albums. They touch on this every once in a while, and I really dig it. I just wish they would really dive to that. Um, but again, the the songs that they don't, you know, I think of even like "Bring It Home," "Bringing It Home," and um, on fake nudes, on fake nudes, yeah, looking up, looking up, yeah, those are like the more kind of poppier, kind of fun songs. I really like those too. So it's not like I dislike their newer albums as a I whole. Think "Bringing It Home" isn't that Grinning Street. "Bringing It Home," no. Album's over. All thirteen tracks. Not too long of an album. No, but it's getting there. It's right. Like one more, I would, I would. If if you've listened to this before, you'll know I'll complain at fourteen. Thirteen, I'll let it slide. I'm aware. Fourteen, <laughs> it's weird. Sixteen, don't even start. Um, overall thoughts. Now that we've listened to it, anything change in the past? You've learned that you should listen to lyrics more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also think we've talked in the past. Lyrics don't mean as much to you as they do to me. Would that be fair to say, or no? Yeah, I would say when I was younger, I would. I would look at the lyrics more. Sure. Not, now it's not, more just... Yeah. yeah not as fair. much now. Yeah. Okay. Anything changed for you? Listen to it so far? No, I think my uh, comments before we went track by track... Still still, still, the same. still track. Let's let's do it. So who wants to do favorites first? Do you want do you want to get yours out of the way, Jeanette? Favorite and least favorite? Or do you want us to do, you want to do ours first and end with you? Are you, you mean like... You're, guessing. You're guessing mine first? Yeah. Yeah. Or do you want to do yours towards the end? Well, let me make oh, sure I, I... I don't care. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Let's well, do me last. Okay. Right. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. All right. So guess my favorite and my least favorite. All right. Favorite, I'm going to go Sound of Your Voice. Okay. And least favorite is a lot tougher because I just don't. I'm going to go Vanishing. Okay. Do you have any thoughts? So I, I have no idea for you. I have a little bit of direction with Nick. Okay. But for you, Ooh. I basically just have to go by what I did and didn't like and do the opposite for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to guess that your favorite mm-hmm. is Bull in a China Shop. Okay. And that your least favorite, oh no, why are you no, laughing I'm just, I'm already, just... is a drift. <laughs> okay. I so, feel like Bull in a China Shop was a solid guess. Okay, thank yes. goodness. And I agree with you. So you're, you're wrong. Okay. But Bull in the China Shop was in contention top three for favorite. Right. I even, I try to normally just like go with my gut, right? But like make a decision in the moment. And I even with my, even now, right before you said what you thought my favorite was, I couldn't decide between two. So Sound of Your Voice is one of them. And Take It Back is the other one that's tied for first for me. Okay. Those two are like, like right there. And I did say Vanishing was my least favorite. Um, because it just doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. Okay. Doesn't work. So what you're saying is I get points on you get, a you get points. No, you, I wouldn't even say on a technicality. You get points. Okay. Jeanette, you don't, but That's you're six <laughs> episodes behind, so it's going to be hard for you to catch up if you're only on this one. I can live with yeah. that. You're already miles behind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We haven't been really keeping track. We've tied on most of them. But. Yeah. So now it's going to be complicated. Uh, All right. So do me next then. Do me next. Okay. No. Do me next. Okay. Um, That's my turn. That's a- this is tough. I feel like one of your favorites could be Bank Job. I feel like one of your favorites could be Maybe You're Right. I don't know. Do you have any guess, Jeanette? You said that you might have some sort of idea for him. I have a guess, but um, it may be a baseless guess. What's your guess? So for your favorite, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess Take It Back, only because you made a comment about 
you know, there's that feeling when you go back, your your face is already telling me I'm way wrong. Are you so why even bother right? explaining? No, no, no. no, no. I'm, I'm thinking take it back because okay. sometimes when you re-listen to a song and then it, you know, you like rediscover it yeah. and then yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah. That is my only card that I have to play here. Okay. So okay. that's why I'm going to take it back. No, I, I will tell you, I come into these things with after the first episode yeah because i did not right i now come in with a predefined favorite and least favorite because <laughs> it'll change wildly from day to day <laughs> i i think i'm gonna go with with ah shit maybe you're right i'm gonna say maybe you're right with bank job is a close second for favorite what about least favorite for him i'm gonna go with home just because you yeah, said that's where good. it dipped i'm gonna say oh man i'm gonna agree with you i think home I think it dipped oh, right there. Okay. So as Chris Hardwick would say, points. <laughs> um, wow. So you both got home. What a fucking reference. I know. <laughs> like three years after it was Which taken off the air. I never even watched. Only at your place. <laughs> um, no, home I would put as my least favorite. Yep. But I, I had bank job as my favorite. Oh, I with a drift with as the close second. Interesting. Interesting. Dang it. So I get a point. We, You get a point. No one gets two points. Dang it. Dang it, uh, I got two points. Well, out of the two of us, <laughs> dang. All right. So. It's on to Jeanette. Yeah, this is really tough. I think her least favorite, I think her least favorite would probably be Wind It Up based off of the, yeah. or Bull in a China Shop, but I'm going to stick with Wind It Up. But based on the fact that you didn't even make it through the whole song, I would yeah. guess that too. Right. Yeah. So Wind It Up is, I think, your least favorite. What do you think for favorite for her? That's a tough one. I feel like it could be Home. Mm-hmm. I, you I also really liked Rule the World with Love compared to us. And she really liked Everything Had Changed. But I I think for me... Yes, that's the other one. I'm sticking with Adrift. I think at the end yeah. of the day, it started really strong for her, and like that was the word. And, or easy, because she liked the country part. Um, but I'm going to go with Adrift. What are you sticking with? I'm going to guess with Home. Okay. Everything Had Changed. Was your favorite? Oh. Yeah. Really? That is such a shocker to me, because it's such a stinker of a song. What's your, what's your, what's your least favorite? I think I deserve that after oh, all yeah, these years, did. though, <laughs> of me bashing your songs. I, th- I think that's okay. Thank you. What's your least favorite? Uh, probably Bull in a China Shop. Interesting. There are a few, though, that were just kind of, mm. yeah. 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 So, okay. so you're not a big at midnight person. Nobody gets points. No one gets points. No, no points. <laughs> Uh, well, oh, thank you. We've still got to do our something fantastic in a second yes. here, but let's just do that quick. No, well, thank you. Something fantastic. This is the part of the show where Nick and I recommend a thing that we both like, mm-hmm. that we've listened to, watched, read, something like that. Do you have anything that you've read, watched, well, read? you're going to have to give me a minute yeah, at okay. this point. Um, I'm going to go with um, an EP called bat flips but it's the artist is bat flips it's our buddy ben coberly ben was in harbor coat um with with us he was one of the founding members uh unlike nick here who was just a you know a later member um but he you just know just the kevin j- that we talked about just the kevin <laughs> just in for a uh, ben no, has ken, been... kevin slash andy <laughs> yeah um ben's been one of my best friends for years he uh we'd start harbor coat together and then after that what became King Inc. You know, I, King Inc. became just kind of my solo thing, but for a few years in college, he and I wrote stuff together and called it King Inc. We, never, we just played some shows. We didn't really record anything. Um, but he has 
always elevated everything that I've ever done writing wise and is easily the better of the two of us in terms of musicianship and songwriting and to finally see him to finally hear what like he has compiled as his first non-electronic release he's done a lot of dj stuff but it is just so good i really liked it it's really no idea it was coming i just saw it on facebook and And then then he just really kind of surprise released it um but i love the kind of garage rock surf vibe that he went for his voice sounds great right there (laughs) yeah he did he released on the same day as (laughs) t-swift um, but I know I thought he did a I, I it's just three tracks so the his name is Bat Flips is what he goes by the the EP is called Another Summer um, but I was just super impressed and and also like I said jealous because I'm just like son of a bitch he like he can just do it so well so um, I had to take a listen to Bat Flips the EP yeah good sound good solid wreck yeah it is thank you so <laughs> I am gonna go for Gloomhaven I it's a board it. game yeah I knew you were gonna have a I have just a crazy addictive personality and so <laughs> i super got into this recently and that is why i knew there was going to be some sort of comment like that from you <laughs> but it's a uh, it's a euro crawler legacy board game what does that mean euro crawler like a dungeon dungeon a crawler okay it's a euro dungeon crawler i don't know that's, i just that's not clear it up yeah <laughs> you know a euro crawler <laughs> So it's a dungeon crawler that happens in a European Scandinavian. I don't know. That's just what I've read all the from all the places. Okay, well, to when you get called it, out on shit like that, you have to be able to back it up. It's a Euro crawler. Go on. It's a legacy board game where you like go through and upgrade characters, level them up, yeah. and unlock new stuff. And I want to say there's a huge. It's like my bro- I play it with my brother, and mm-hmm. what he said is it's like a video game but a board game. It's like an yeah. RPG video game where the story's really good. And you follow along and, like, you make choices after different scenarios that lock off different paths and and unlock others. For the record, though, I'm not laughing at it because of of the game itself. It sounds like a blast. I love D&D when we've played it, so I've got nothing against the game. What I'm laughing at is that you were, like, three months ago, like, I'm thinking, you know, I played this game with Ben. It's pretty fun. It's called Gloomhaven. I think I might get it. Would you guys want to do it, like, you know, over Skype? We're like, yeah, that sounds fun. It sounds like something we'd both be into. You're like, all right, cool. And you're like, we're trying to figure out which one to get. And maybe we start it, like, we do it once a month and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, cool, all right, sounds fun. And then, and then 30 you're like, days later, I've played it 29 times right, but you're like, brother. Yeah, you're like, I'm just going to do a test round with Ryan just to see if we can get it going. And like, all right. And then, like, every night for a month, you're like, I'm just playing Gloomhaven. Sorry, man. And I'm like, yeah. what happened to us playing it? <laughs> like, we had a whole plan, and now you're just like... Uh, it is a multiple playthrough thing. We could just start you're a gonna new have story. Such a <laughs> it is not that difficult to do. <laughs> It sounds really fun, and I mean that with, with no with yeah. no sarcasm. It sounds awesome. So I'm excited to play it someday when you decide to let us into your Oh, sphere. you're just beating Nick while he's down. Yeah, especially because, <laughs> as we have discussed, lockdown happened, and there was zero <laughs> chance we could actually hang out. That so. is also fair. That is also fair. Yes, that's true. That's true. All right, Jeanette. Does it have to be a piece of media? That could be anything no, you want. It can be anything. Yeah, it's something sure. you've enjoyed recently. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be really boring. Go for because it. Because as you mentioned, we're pregnant. So yes. I've been living under a rock and all I do is read baby books and go yeah. to bed. <laughs> but Gap Underwear. <laughs> Gap Underwear. Really? It's my new favorite. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it just, like, tell us more. Um, I believe the um, genre of underwear is called Just Breathe, something like that. <laughs> hey, we've got it from here. Just Breathe. I'm marking we'll it down. Just Breathe. 
need a link to a couple of pairs so that we can we can get a sponsor deal out of this. Yeah. Hey Gaff, do you want to sponsor this Bare Naked Ladies podcast? So it's been it's been revolutionizing for you. It has changed my life. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. I didn't, this is news to me. I've not heard this yet. Well, you're the one who's been opening my packages of it's underwear. It's definitely in the news mail. to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, yeah, I've got the Gap shirt on that we got from the package oh, too. We're becoming a Gap family. I've been a Gap fam- a Gap guy for years though. Like Gap. I've been a Gap family myself for <laughs> quite a while. <laughs> and now we are all one Gap family. Oh, great. Um, wow. Any baby books that you've read or any advice you want to give on pregnancy? <laughs> I I need advice. Send what? your advice in to me. This is coming out, by the way, in, I'd say, de- December to January. Okay, you can send in your advice, but I probably won't have time to read it you, then. You will be in the motherhood phase of it. Yeah, I guess I I have the email coming to my phone, so I'll get all the advice and then I'll pass along <laughs> anything that feels worthy. Yeah, you're like, this is bullshit advice. I'm not using no. this. I just delete. I yeah. have no idea, but... <laughs> No, nah, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Here's one thing that I would say that I've, and I'm, again, I, we're coming at it from the perspective of, of going through pregnancy right now. This might be different once we have friends and family going through it. But when it comes to advice, wait for somebody to ask you for advice. Unless you're like super cool. Yes, yes. Then you can get away but, with it. But most of the people who are super cool are also super humble mm-hmm. and won't just kind of offer That's it. That's a good point. The ones who do just offer it are normally the it's ones who asked advice. For people. It's not the people that you are you want to go to for advice. And I'm not saying any, naming any names here, but there have definitely been. Also, oh, now you don't want to name names. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing too, though, is like, if someone's pregnant, don't ask them, "Are you thinking of having more kids after this?" Because first of all, you don't know the history with pregnancy, so you don't know where they are mentally. But secondly. They're going through one right now. Like, let's get, get through this before we start thinking of the next one. Like, just, yeah, it's, I don't know. I've gotten on a pretty big crusade the past two or three years of, like, don't ask personal questions. I think there's a lot of personal questions in our society that we just ask that are actually pretty inappropriate. And I feel like that's one of them is when someone's pregnant or just in general with kids, like, when are you going to have kids? It's like, well, when we want to, or maybe we don't want to. But, you know, when, when, when it is your, your, theoretical first child that will be born um don't ask people when the second or third one is coming because it's just kind of like we're just happy to have one it is it is a little weird there's so many other questions you could ask about what's currently happening (laughs) right yeah right (laughs) how are you feeling what what have you picked out names what is the nursery like all these normal when are you gonna do it again (laughs) (laughs) oh wait that's not she well, we just were, said the opposite. She, we were we were at uh, my sister's open house yesterday, and I don't think I told you this, but one of the guys came up to me, one of the dads, and was like, um, "How you doing? You been staying out of trouble?" And I was like, "Yeah, mostly been pretty busy." He goes, "You haven't been staying out of that much trouble." And I was like, "Don't oh, be weird. Gosh. Like that's just it's just a weird way of like don't you don't need to to bring that Does up." Do you think they're know. being funny? I, yes, yeah, just, they, they are. do. Yeah. Well, on that note, um, thank you for doing this, Jeanette. Oh, I, yeah. I, I I I hope that you had some fun. Um, we had a lot of fun. We or at least blast. I did. I had fun, too. I did have fun. I had fun. Yeah, I had fun. Um, do it again sometime, maybe? Yeah. If there's another album where you think I'll actually like some songs, yeah. I am. You know what? I, I, I'm surprised you did. I'm surprised that there were as many that you liked, and I'm surprised the ones that you liked. But um, Yeah. See, what this is telling me, 
is that in order to get you into the bare naked ladies, we have to go about it entirely. Yes, yeah, so you have to like you have to like scratch all the battle so plans. So we'll just start over, yeah. start re-recording Gordon, and go through everything. With you. <laughs> this makes me worry though for how many other potential fans you've turned off already. All right, I think we've probably done a good enough we've job done, we've ourselves. Done, we've done some damage. <laughs> we've done some damage. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Nick, what's yeah. the email that you have? are us at gmail.com. Weirdly, it wasn't taken. We were able no. to get that pretty wow. easily. Is that, I was shocked. Is that the letter R or is that spelled out? Spelled out. Okay. Yeah. We're not just 12. Tomorrow just like if it, I need to Just like it is on our cover. Yes. Take a look at the cover art okay, and yeah, then just spell it like that. that. Yeah. Just add at Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.